3: Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Levar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and coming up on the show, you talk about a dud at the NFL trade deadline, but there are stories that are coming out of it. Uh, one involving Deshaun Watson that continues to get more strange by the day. The other involving Odell Beckham, and now his dad gets involved. That story is also bizarre. We've got a World Series champion that is crowned. We got a tragic situation in Las Vegas with plenty of details now coming out involving Henry Ruggs, the Raiders, and that situation the great john paul morosi stops by and the debut of the good the bad and the ugly all of that is yours coming up next here on a wednesday edition of two pros and a cup of joe right here on fox sports radio
0: now let's get this party started you're listening to fox sports radio
3: Well, what a dud that was. Uh, We will get into all of it and what the hell went wrong. Coming up here just a couple of moments from now, it is two pros and a cup of Joe. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Wednesday. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. It is LeVar Arrington's yeah. favorite day of the week.
4: Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah. Brady, 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 Brady. Yes, sir. Jonas, Jonah, donut, 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 donut. Hey.
4: Lily, <laughs> <laughs> Lee, 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 Lee Lee, Burdo, birdo, birdo, Burdo. It's hump day. Uh, oh, he, oh, <laughs>
3: so it is hump day um unfortunately hump day follows just a dud in the nfl uh i, I thought mean, you were going to say in baseball well no well there's no. that too. Yeah, team, of into, destiny,
4: yeah, berto, listen, team of destiny berto team of destiny
3: we will get into uh, plenty of uh what happened in the world series but um I mean, I, look, every time I, we get worked up about the NFL trade deadline. No, you mean every time you. Well, yeah, because I want something to happen. All right? And I end up thinking it's going to be the NBA trade deadline or Major League Baseball. And it just ends up being a dud. You get a couple of pieces that get moved. But by and large, all the big names we thought maybe get dealt that we threw out there. None of them got dealt. Deshaun Watson is still a Houston Texans. Yep. That story's gotten more strange uh, by the minute. Yep. And, and And here we are looking around the league going, all right, Melvin Ingram got traded. Uh, we had some guys get cut. What the hell happened here? I mean, what what's going on here?
4: Yeah, I wonder I why excitement. they did the cutting. That's curious
5: that they cut them when they did, Brady. Well, because they can't get the compensation that they're looking for, for them. And, and and so here here's the biggest contrast between, like, the NFL and Major League Baseball or the NBA. It's, well, one, with with the NBA, they don't get comp- compensatory picks, right? So in the NFL, if you hang on to that guy and he ends up going and signing somewhere after the season, you could potentially, depending on how big that deal is, get a third-round pick. So you're, you're, when you're talking to teams about what they're going to trade for this player for, a third-round pick better be co- part of the conversation. Like that's where it starts. Otherwise, there's really no point to negotiate that, right? And then the salary cap, which isn't existent in Major League Baseball, you know that then kind of keeps teams from being able to potentially spend more or go spend more to win uh, a Super Bowl, if you will, and and I think you see that the disparity between rich owners like Stan Kroenke, who can make that sort of move, and teams who don't have as much cash flow. And reason being is because you can convert a portion of that cash uh, or, or a portion of that salary cap into cash. Cash over cap is a phrase that you hear a lot of times. And that's how, like, richer owners, more affluent teams are able to, to you know, basically bring in stars and pay them and satisfy them through paying a heavy amount of bonuses in cash. You know, Mark Davis can't do that. There's a lot of other organizations that can't do that, so you typically don't see a lot of action. I think for those two reasons.
4: You know, the biggest, the biggest one was going to be Deshaun Watson, obviously, and everybody was bracing or anticipating, waiting, wondering what was going to happen. I hate to be the I-told-you-so person, but I told y'all so. And, and the idea of everything that's taking place, that man is not going to see the football field until this stuff plays out. Now, at first, I got to say, I, I felt as though Busby was being an opportunist in, in these situations, because every time something happens of significance involving Deshaun Watson as of late, Busby is right there to be a media presence, not a lawyer. Like he's there to be a publicist, not, not someone who's, who's uh representing law. And I found that I've, I'm finding that to be very interesting that Busby is becoming just as much of of a public figure in all of this than anyone else, really, out of anyone. Yeah. So when you're getting close to this trade, it's almost like this dude. Like, first off, he hit you with a fallen line. Like, have you ever seen the movie Fallen? He hit you with a line time. Is on my side. <laughs> yes, it is. Right? Like he hit you with a falling joint. So like pay attention to like the innuendos and the 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 hidden deals that he's putting out there in front of you. But I gotta tell you guys, the fact that he's being as flagrant as he is about the scenario and the situation, like at the end of the day, everybody has to to continue to live in their truths and try to seek closure on different things that have taken place. Where we're at right now, he must have some really, really damning information on Deshaun Watson that has not yet surfaced because he's basically saying, we're not settling. I can't wait to get this to trial and, and have this play out in, in the, legal, the legal courts. This isn't good. Like I'm telling you right now, if there was ever an opportunity to leverage Deshaun Watson for a tremendously large settlement to get up out of here, it would have been now and they did not do it. That to me out of anything, not not Ingram, not Von Miller, not not Deshaun uh Deshaun Jackson getting cut, that was my biggest takeaway from <laughs> from the deadline yesterday is that there was no there were no agreements made with any of these victims
5: that's bad right but 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 I also think his leverage is the deposition when Deshaun Watson has to testify under oath mm-hmm. that's where his leverage is that's not until February correct so you know as far as the settlements go this will come to that point and that's that deadline that matters the most the, the, the trade deadline only mattered to teams who were interested in Deshaun Watson, yeah. which was a number of teams. However, the problem is Deshaun Watson was only interested in one. He's got a no-trade clause. So Deshaun Watson actually made it more difficult for the Texans to be able to move on from him or trade him because they couldn't create a market. They only had one team they could really negotiate with, And that one team needed to see a certain amount of settlements, at least in the case of the owner
3: by the way I like how uh, one of the reports that came out because it was Mark Berman of uh, in Houston who uh, had the comments from Tony Busby who represents the 22 uh, the women the plaintiffs against Deshaun Watson and one of the things that stood out to me was in his statement he said that Miami lowered the number of settlements or they tried to lower the number of settlements from the 22 the previous and I made it clear that wasn't going to happen Watson's team was trying to sell the Dolphins on some lower number and I think that never came to pass. So the Dolphins look bad in all this too because they're saying well look. Yeah, I got to get them all. Yeah. Can, can you, you give us ten, like 10 or 11? Like, give us 10 or 12. So now the Dolphins have their own mess on their hands outside of the fact that they're a terrible football team uh, because now you got Tua standing around going. So wait,
5: what was going on behind well, the scenes? But, but, but you heard the Panthers who were okay with not settling anything. Well, right? That so listen, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was a they're, they're like hey, 22? <laughs> that's fine with us. Uh, but we just need to Deshaun to want to come play here, which he doesn't for whatever reason. So, look, as far as the lack of movement, it was always going to take the sign off of Steven Ross, another owner, David Tepper in this case, for the Panthers, or Deshaun Watson and his agent basically saying, hey, we need to figure this out. If you want to get out of somewhere else, we need to be able to go to more teams. That may change in the future. That's not the case now. Um, and so I think that has more to do with it. That and the fact that Nick Casario, in his first year as general manager, he doesn't want to do a deal that he's going to regret. I mean, this is going to go down as an all time historic transaction, uh, tragedy, however you want to look at it. That's all potentially on the horizon. He didn't want to be on the bad end of that. And I think he's like, well, look, if, if my owner is going to be patient with me in this, I can wait this thing out too. But in regards to Tony Busby, <clears throat> you have to remember, a lot of these women don't want to be a public figure. And so he has to be the face. He has to remind people. He has to be out in the public's eye because if he's not, who will be in defense of these young women?
4: Well, I, again, in the end, you don't have to do anything in the public.
5: It, it'll play out in the courts. Sure, but, but I'm saying the- this is how it puts more pressure. That's how you put pressure on people to settle. But again, that's a, Exactly. Yeah, but, but, but beside the point, that's a legal tactic. Correct. So this is beyond the whole that. This is a legal tactic by Busby to put more attention, put more pressure on Watson. And by opening this whole thing up to even how the NFL works, that also puts pressure on them. Because now you're getting an idea of what an organization is willing to settle for. Well, not all 22, but... We'll do ten or twelve if, if those are still out there. Or in the case of the Panthers, yeah, we don't care. We, we need them, <laughs> right? Like all that gets opened up, it puts pressure on all parties, and that's exactly what you want if you're Tony Busby to try to maybe push, for, you know, closer or further to a settlement where there's there's a gripe or dispute about the compensation they would be paid, and then on top of that, the NDA, which that's the most interesting thing, that non-disclosure agreement. Seems to be going back and forth as far as who wants it, who doesn't. But again, all those things, unless you're out there in the public bringing it to light, how else are you putting pressure on Deshaun Watson? He's making almost $30 million sitting, not playing football, not doing nothing right now. So how else do you put pressure on him by being out in the public eye and making sure people are aware of this still going on?
4: Well, the pressure is that it hasn't gone anywhere. That's, That's the pressure. And and then the idea of it again. I'm gonna go back to. I, yes, the deposition is is important, and and that was mentioned, and and I agree with that. But again, I still think that the best opportunity would have been to try to get a settlement before.
5: Not no, before no. Now, the trade he's gotta, now he's now he's gonna testify under oath. Right. There's nothing well, that he's had to do under oath of yet of late. Once you have to go under oath, you potentially, you know, f- stare perjury, all those but things in the eye. that makes the
4: point. That makes that's, the very that's point. That's where
5: you're going to see that pressure mount. That's where I think you see that next time where there could be a settlement coming into play.
4: But that does nothing to help Deshaun Watson in being able to play this season or get to another team. He would have had to have gotten that that settlement done before well, the trade deadline. Well, doesn't care what he does. That's correct. I, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm trying to get you to understand is, is that the best time to have been able to do a settlement that would have been really, really leverageable in terms of for Deshaun Watson would have been to do it before the trade deadline. For Busby to not jump at that and to say, I am waiting for a deposition, I am waiting for a trial, whatever it may be, that is putting pressure on Deshaun Watson. And the idea of it is, is that to me, they have something on Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, that's so damning that right. they would be willing to wait. So that says to me, that, why that's would why they Deshaun want to put under oath. But why would Deshaun Watson see you keep talking about Busby and them? I'm saying if I'm Deshaun Watson and I'm his legal team. You have to figure out, and, and that's probably why the non-disclosure is not being agreed upon for one reason or another, but why are you not getting – you clearly need to get this settled some way, somehow before it does go to deposition. So to me, I'm saying at the trade deadline, Deshaun Watson and his team probably would have been best served to have figured out how to have settled these these claims before it goes any further than where it is right now and Busby saying I got all the time in the world says to me that this is not going to end well. I mean the, the, it does, the better not question
5: end well. is why he only wants to go to Miami cuz he could have gotten traded. But for whatever reason he only wants to go to Miami wow. which I mean. is yeah. I mean yeah. I, I, there's a lot more to that problem <laughs> I mean but th- that's why it didn't happen. I mean they could have created a market, they could have maybe gotten this done they weren't willing to get off their side of things because he's getting paid $30 million. He doesn't have to move.
3: I mean, yeah, I not until that he that has happens. to do a, a deposition you
5: know. that becomes under oath. Out there for the public to see at some point.
3: Well, I think it's kind of obvious why he would choose Miami over. A you know, lot more
4: options. Oh, I'm
3: just saying, listen, if you're a big fan of Mexico Mexican food, you want to live in uh, you know North Dakota, or you want to live in there might uh, Scottsdale. be really good. There you might be I mean? really
4: good Mexican food and okay. Dakota. Well,
3: well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, if you're in, if you're into certain things, maybe certain things
4: are more available in certain places. That's all I'm saying. If he's still looking for that type of freedom. <laughs> Amen. and approach to his his lifestyle. <laughs> and that's why he wants to go to Miami, and that's the, the, the obvious reason that he would want to. Uh, then maybe Busby needs to make sure he, he, he goes yes. all the way, all the way. Oh, man. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. LeVar Arrington, Brady Jeez. Quinn,
3: Jonas Knox. Brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen report. Limitations apply. Coming up next, uh just a a devastating, sad state of affairs in the world of Major League Baseball. Uh just uh it's the story and the side of the story that not a lot of people want to discuss. We will get into all of that for you next here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Errington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com
1: 2Pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge
3: it's two pros and a cup of joe here on fox sports radio it's lavar errington brady quinn jonas Knox with you here on fsr coming up in uh, about 10 minutes from now uh we will get into a story in the nfl that has got many layers to it uh and a decision a fast decision that was made late last night in the league so we'll have that for you here 10 minutes from now on fox sports radio uh ladies and gentlemen uh the atlanta Fa- uh, excuse me not the, the falcons? falcons yeah mm. pardon me they,
4: they the gave Al- up the lead they they, they <laughs> had it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they gave up. it up.
3: That'll never happen. Uh, the Atlanta yeah. Braves are your World Series champions. A congratulations <clears throat> to the city of Atlanta. Um, team of Destiny. Yep, absolute team of Roberto Destiny. Roberto
4: called a shot. And she um, was assassinating the pole while they was winning the World <laughs> Series. Oh, wow, <laughs> Destiny. Wow. Team. They they say her first name was Team, last name was Destiny. <laughs> yes. She was assassinating the pole <laughs> yeah. while they were winning the World the, Series. The uh,
3: pole assassin.
4: Yeah. Yeah. that actually would be a great name. <laughs> uh, team, of, team of Destiny. Team of Destiny. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Middle name of you know i'm not
5: i'm not going there
4: middle yeah. middle name off team team first name it's almost like a, it would be Last the name, perfect
3: name. name for uh for a thoroughbred and speaking of women, oh, sure, they come to the breeders yeah. cup from every corner of the globe <laughs> the best thoroughbreds from around the world with one goal in mind the title of world champion visit breederscup.com slash 2021 for more information and catch all the action live on november 5th and
4: 6th just, uh, you could definitely <laughs> let me let me get a little bit of space in between <laughs> the read let you know, me get a little Face. Let's get a little distance. All right, Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. I bet you there was a Breeders' Cup <laughs> belt out in Atlanta Lunch. last there night. There probably <laughs> was. There probably
3: was. Hey, listen, they uh, they lost in heartbreaking fashion last year. They uh, had a collapse. Three uh, one went down. Three one or up. Three one to the Dodgers. Lost three straight uh, in the uh, NLCS, and then uh, and then here we are. They get back all these uh, months later. They're dealing with a bunch of injuries. That Max Fried was going to get a, uh, get Theismann last night when that mm. guy stepped on his ankle. Wow. Wow, um, that was nasty, man. Thiesman, yeah. Well, you know when Joe, you know, yeah, well, Thiesman. Thiesman. yeah, Thiesman, yeah, Uh But uh, you know, credit to him, they they came back and they got it done. And um, yeah, you know, I, I think there's a sad element to is this it whole too, thing.
4: Is it too soon to call Deshaun Thiesman? No. Oh,
5: <laughs> wow. <laughs> is no. it too soon you are a th- I'm a, I'm man. size just a class act through and through there uh, um, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think look the, the braves we can call them the the team of destiny call them what we want they are a story that like i just i think they're like a heartfelt story of a team battling back not giving up what were they like three months ago they were below 500 yeah third in the nl uh, I think they maybe had what like the ninth best record in the I, NL. I think at
3: one point everybody in the NL East was below 500.
5: <laughs> like, right. It's basically but, the but, NFC East. but the point is is like at the halfway point, you know what what a lot of people <laughs> what do they say, right? You're taking a canoe across a river and some people get almost halfway there and they turn around and go, "Ah, it looks too far, I'm going to go back." And you're going back the same distance that it would take just to get all the way across. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those deals with this team is they're below 500. They could have kind of, you know, tanked, went in for, you know, next year. Look, look for the next year. They didn't. They climbed out of it, and now they're waking up this morning as uh, the champs. So it's just, I think it's it's a cool story. I think for a lot of people out there who maybe things aren't going so well right now, mm. or maybe maybe they're below 500 right now, you know? Mm. Just yeah. a little story to climb back in. Climb back into that saddle, man. Yeah. Go do it. I mean, it's what just, a great sad.
4: message on hump day, you know? Yeah, you got to yeah, finish, out, you gotta yeah. finish yeah. out strong. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel inspired.
3: It's just, it's, I feel it, good it, is, it is sad, though, um, <laughs> to see what has happened to a, a proud franchise like the Houston Astros, uh, who I think have just been completely vilified uh, made it, made a mockery Birdo, of. Birdo,
5: would you say this is karma? Uh, this is, oh, that's definitely karma. I uh,
3: just how, yeah. how you could wish Great that ill that. will on somebody. Cheaters, Great to see that. You know, Great it's, to see. I mean, lose. In, a, in a league and a sport that Can, literally yeah, did you celebrates say cheating, yeah, they're, gonna be, they're, you yeah, the they're, they're going to, to be. You said the Astros are going to be at Cheetahs. Hey, cameras and trash cans. I, the cheater I, cheater I, I've been to Cheetahs. Bring your bike shorts. So, so what you're saying is,
4: is that the Astros were going to be at Cheetahs? Cheetahs after the World Series. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hey,
5: reporter. <laughs> two what you claiming? What you claiming they were cheating this year? Yeah, they're always cheating. Well, yeah, but like, why didn't that work out for them this year then?
3: Because people people uh, caught up to them. See, in 2017, when nobody knew they were cheating. Oh, uh, okay. They were they were two and one at home in the World Series. So this 2019, year they were. They went zero and four, okay. and now this year they're one and two. So.
4: Yeah.
5: So it, this year they were cheating, but you're saying yeah. Uh, people they change your going. science.
4: People, you gotta your be the yeah. worst yeah. flipping change cheater in in the history of cheaters. If you're losing at that type of clip, like exactly. what, like you're yeah. not a that, cheater. That ain't
5: cheating anymore. Now yeah. you're yeah. doing that something that's cheating. at your own because detriment of cheating, right. because yeah. if you're cheating, right? Because if
4: you're cheating, you're you're like the moment I look at Jonas's test, and I believe that. <laughs> he, bad, bad He's idea. right. That idea. Can I take that answer? Don't, don't look there. It, it's, it's, it's positive. Right, now, now that I put it in that context, maybe cheating doesn't always and lead to the results that positive. you're looking Check for. Check this out.
5: I swear to you. Uh, I thing, swear <laughs> to you. He just I, did I, the
4: most repulsive <laughs> thing to me, Brady. I'm 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 walking out.
5: I'm I had a teammate, the human hangnail. Right. Ew. If we were sitting in the locker room, we had the same class, but it was at different a different time of the day. And he had said to me, he's like, man, I didn't have the time to study to do a lot of stuff. I was trying to look off the guy next to me. And I go, all right. Well, you do know there was three versions of that test, right? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, you didn't hear at the beginning. (laughs) There was an A, a B, and a C version. I said, and it was all multiple choice, right? And that's how they get you because then they, they get basically everyone around you with the way they hand them out Ugh, to have a different test. Right. And he's like, wait. So I – and I was like, yeah, if you copied every single answer on that test, I can assure you 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 flunked it. Ugh. Like, because that dude, no one around you has the same test as you. They all have a different version. And
4: then they're going to know you cheated because exactly. you used the well, answer this particular
5: – <laughs> This particular person, I, actually, it might, have, it might have looked like they didn't cheat if they flunked it. I, I don't know that that class <laughs> was going well for them anyway. If they would have gotten an A, it, would have looked, it might have looked more like they had cheated. So, but,
4: um, but if you look at the answer key... Oh, yeah. If you, you match with another test, for sure. Hey, yeah, whatever for happened sure. to yeah. by
3: any means necessary? You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you got to do what uh, you got to do to win. in the world of
5: academics, you'd like to be a little more above a. board.
4: You know what? Especially if they're performing brain surgery or something, open heart surgery yeah, on you. Yeah, you know? if they a I would actually like for them to have not cheated on their test. I mean, that's just me. You know, Ooh, I don't know. To you your know? point, Listen. there
5: is a great podcast called Dr. Death and Jesus. It's, yeah it's about a spine surgeon just check that out when you get the chance i'll pass right.
3: yeah i don't i don't need some alcohol i'm just saying man spine.
5: he's he was literally killing people doing spine surgeries mm. was he a drunk
3: uh, uh, he, was, he was he was he was
5: a drug addict I, now, I, well, oh he was a drug addict. yeah he was a drug addict.
3: i know somebody who used to be a vet
4: uh who was basically a drunk you're, i mean, you're I mean and blood blood now you alcoholic. don't do it anymore huh
3: well, no, I'm you, you, just, no, I'm you just saying. You decided that radio was a better,
4: better well, option yeah, than, that than is, being a that vet. Yeah, is, that is a good point. Okay. You know, Yeah, why well, right. do I want to work on a You had we, you you wanted wanted be a friend. No,
3: I didn't want to be a vet. You, you had a friend that
4: operated and. <laughs> I never be a vet. Jeez. Jeez.
5: You, you handled the loss of your dog so bad. Like, you couldn't be a vet, man. You'd have to do that all the time. Well, By the way,
4: did you know my dog died? Because Brady- By the way, you did know that Jonas tried to medicate, you know, big old boss hog, you know? Did he? Yeah. That's horrible. Him a little, a little and that, and G- that was when he gave up Steelers. being a vet after that and decided to really, really focus on I gave him, him a beer Red I gave him a beer once. He wasn't a big that, fan. See, that was that's oh, horrible.
0: Don't that was need need no like yeah. We don't need no cats. We don't need no cats. We need more we dogs. Need more dogs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, all right, what the hell are we talking about? We're right, talking is, uh, World Series. Is, uh, to, yeah, so this yeah, this is other, congr- how good the World Series yeah, was. Congratulations yeah, congratulations yeah. to the Atlanta Braves. And that'll conclude uh, two pros and a cup of Joe's coverage of Major League Baseball until there's another cheating scandal that we can uh, sink our teeth into. Maybe next year, Dusty. Yeah, it's too bad. No, it never happened. Oh, wow. Well, listen, I mean, why is, why is it Dusty Baker wearing gloves? Well, speaking of surgeons, what's he doing?
4: Um, He's just keeping I mean, them hands clean.
5: Come on, I, was, I, I, I know someone else who's now wearing gloves.
4: Oh. Yeah, well, oh. yeah. It's a majority of the people on this show
3: from, from uh, the numbers tally here. I, I have, have no, no gloves <laughs> on. So,
5: I have no
4: gloves.
3: <laughs> you know, One man's gloves, another man's balloon uh, animal. You know uh, what I mean? All right. So this is a... Uncomfortable conversation because it's tragic on so many levels, but the Henry Rugg story out of Las Vegas uh, in which uh, he has been um, uh, charged with DUI that resulted in a fatality in Las Vegas um, early Tuesday morning, about 3.39 a.m. I think I saw it was. um, He was driving. He was speeding. He ended up... um, you know, striking a vehicle, veering into a lane, uh, killing the driver, a 23-year-old woman who was in a, a RAV4, and um, they showed there's the images of the fiery crash. She was dead on the scene. I've seen reports that Ruggs's girlfriend was also in the car with him. Um, she was seriously injured as well, too. The Raiders last night went ahead and released Ruggs right away, um, just wanting to move forward. And the, the sad part about all this is that... First of all, the woman who lost their lives, that family loses a loved one. That's terrible for anybody at any time in the way that it happened. Yeah, it's terrible. And then also, we've seen this before in the NFL. Like There have been stories about this stuff before, and now you look at a guy like Henry Ruggs who makes a mistake, a terrible mistake. It cost somebody their lives, and now everybody's lives and the lives attached to to those lives that were involved in that crash are are also going to be affected moving forward. This is just an awful situation for the Raiders and everybody uh, involved.
5: A terrible situation. You know, I, I, we went through this when I was with the Cleveland Browns uh, with Dante Stallworth, a wide receiver who came to us in 2008. Um, he was one of our bigger free agent acquisitions and, you know, had a solid year in 2008. And I, I shouldn't say solid. I mean, he, he came in with some high expectations, did some good things, you know, from time to time, but... That was it. And then in the offseason, um, you know, a tragedy similar to this happened in South Florida uh, where he struck someone who was crossing one of the causeways and at the time uh, was intoxicated. And you know, he was uh, able to provide that family, obviously, with a huge lump sum of money. However, that doesn't bring that loved one back. You know, there's, there's no price for that. And he's had to live with that burden the rest of his life. And it was something that I think as, you know, he missed the entire 2009 season, um, you know, didn't really get to talk or communicate with him much uh, because he ended up getting charged with manslaughter, which I would assume is probably going to be the direction this goes. But it, it is, you know, it was one of the toughest things, I think, for someone who was a teammate with him, hung out with him. And, you know, you're you seeing the, the entire picture of this. And you feel so, so terrible about you know what's happened to that family. And you know that individual, and I know that's, it's not like it was something that Dante Stallworth did all the time. This wasn't some sort of chronic issue for him. He wasn't a big partier like that or anything like that. You know, he had made a mistake in that moment. We're human beings. That happens. And, and then this tragedy ends up taking place. And now lives, as you said, Jonas, are changed forever. And so it, it was really hard for, I think, all parties involved for us in Cleveland to understand how you felt about it and everything else. But, you know, eventually uh, a year later in 2010, the Browns ended up moving on. You know, they were more patient with the situation at that point in time, uh, but they ended up moving on. Uh, Obviously with everything the, you know, Raiders have gone through between the Gruden emails and all that stuff, now this, you know, Mike Mayock's got more of a handle on all this. And I think he wanted to move swiftly. He's a no-nonsense type guy. And, and take into account, like, that was a first-round pick, man. Like, that, that's a guy you were going to rely on to be the guy to throw to on the outside and all that. They're not waiting for the dust to settle. They just said, we don't want to be any part of this. We don't need this distraction. You know, Henry can figure that out on his own for the decision that he made. So, uh, tough, tough situation all the way around. Uh, but, but obviously, thoughts and prayers, your heart goes out to all those impacted by, uh, by his actions. It's a hard one
4: to to try to wrap your head around the logic of it all because ignorance does not relieve you of being culpable for the the end result of what takes place. And whether it was a, a mistake, an honest mistake, you chose to get behind the wheel and and you weren't in the proper you know, mindset, uh, mind state, to be able to to operate the vehicle you're taking a chance and and you know the 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 heartbreaking aspect of this the heartbreaking part of it is is that this is this is something that we'll look at and we'll you know it'll be scrutinized uh for many many days after just based on who who Henry Ruggs you know the second or the third is um and based off of his status and him playing for a professional team. But this is a this is a people thing, right? This isn't this isn't a sports thing. This is this now turns into a people thing. Yeah. And and I think that you have to to understand the the difference and you have to measure it and you have to weigh it out based off of this was this was human era. This was not NFL. This was not football player era. This was a person that made a a bad mistake and that bad mistake ended up costing a person their life a family a loved one Uh, I don't know at 23 if she was a mother or what what her scenario or situation is I'm sure that those things will will eventually come out but it's it's heartbreaking to know that you know my, my father always said look look take take an extra couple minutes to think about what your decisions are going to be um in every moment where you have to make a decision. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of time. You know, because you have decisions that you have to make every single day of your life. And and he said, well if you take a couple more minutes, you take that extra couple more minutes to think things through, he says, son, you'll have a you'll have a lifetime of protecting a good strong reputation because it only takes a matter of a moment for you to ruin it for the rest of your life. And it that's hard to comprehend sometimes especially in the moment like ah maybe i didn't drink that much i'm okay i can i can make it home i do this all the time you know whatever it may be there there are always those minimizing what the potential catastrophic happening could be connected to the other side of that decision and it's it's sad but these moments and when they happen, you ultimately have to learn from when they happen. You mentioned Dante Stallworth. During my time, it was Leonard Little that that was a part of yeah. something like this. And in fact, I believe he did it twice. I don't know that both ended up and resulted in in death, but I do believe he had a situation that took place after the first time when he was a part of Something that happened, him being behind the wheel, and he shouldn't have been behind the wheel. Things happened in the past for you to learn from them so you don't have the same downfalls, make the same mistakes. And it's just, to me, it's disheartening when something that's preventable, that's preventable. You have you have the resources. Even as a normal, everyday person, you have the resources to, to order a Uber, you know, you have the resources to have. I don't know if the girlfriend was sober. Maybe she could have drove the car. I don't know, but it's disheartening to know that that woman's life is over now. So she has no opportunity to to win in life anymore. She has no more decisions to make. His life is now forever altered, and now he's released, so now he's out of a job. I don't know how how, how many other people are impacted by that decision but it's just sad when you have a situation like this take place. And I hope that Henry Ruggs III, um, really in the midst of all of this, uh, learns from that mistake because ultimately you do have to still continue to move forward in life. And hopefully he does some things that that creates a certain amount of retribution as it applies to that woman and her family and as it applies to him moving forward in his life. Um, that's That's really all you can hope for. It is uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe
3: here, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, we're going to have an update on one of the most bizarre stories in recent sports history. We'll get to that for you next here on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
3: It's two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up Great 10 minutes song. from now, yeah. on the top of next hour. Yeah. A little Pearl Jam 10 yeah. off the 10 album, yeah. Brady Quinn. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little Mookie Blaylock before yeah. there were Pearl Jam. Mookie right, Blaylock. Okay. Little, little, okay. Uh, what you know about knowledge. that, huh, Jonas? Yeah, I knew nice that. Nice little crossover. Yeah, that. little uh, yeah. Mookie Blaylock there. I mean, it's no Allison Chains, but again,
0: I'm not oh, here to judge. Here
3: go, not here to judge. Uh, 10 minutes from now, we will talk about. Uh, the judging that took place in the football world uh, yesterday. Uh, And you got some people that are really fired up, a lot of crying and complaining uh, about all that. So we'll get to that here. Top of next hour right now, though uh, it is time for something we do on the show called this.
0: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing. The guys are here to bring you in case you Missed it.
3: And for that, we turned it over to Lee Delap, our executive producer, to find out what the hell we've missed. And I am hearing rumblings that there's an update on a major story from yesterday. Lee?
6: Yeah, that's right, you guys. In case you missed yesterday's show, we had talked about Texas special teams coach Jeff Banks and his girlfriend, uh, Pole Assassin, and her oh, monkey wow. yeah. latched onto a trick or treater <laughs> over Halloween. The Pole Assassin. Her pet monkey. What
4: was the monkey's name? Gia. Gia is oh, okay. the pet monkey. Interesting.
6: All right, go That ahead. is correct. Well, just so you know, <laughs> Jeff Banks, not, not a slouch himself, is the first special teams coach to make over a million dollars salary. But uh, it's been posted now since Pole Assassin has become a household name. <laughs> How much money she brings in? Well, she had posted on Twitter a photo of her carrying two trash bags full of money from the G5 Primetime Strip Club. And it's estimated about each bag brings in about two to... Two to twenty five hundred dollars, so that's just for one night's gig. That's pretty good, you guys, right? Five grand. Five Five
3: grand for for a one night gig. Good for her.
6: I mean, I
5: think we all understand why stripping is there, right? Yeah. There's a service that's provided. It brings in a lot of income in a short amount of time. Many, much of which is in cash, so you don't have to necessarily pay quote unquote taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And look, it's fun. The people on the other side are having fun. They're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean, listen, uh and, and Lamar and I went over the all twenty twos of uh of her work. I mean, yesterday. she
4: assassinates the pole. I can't believe that thing stays connected. Uh I, I can't believe she stays connected. <laughs> I mean I mean, if you how do you you know, that's one of those things when you're watching it. You try to figure out how did you discover that that was your superpower? you really good at it. Like like when you watch somebody, that guy walk a tightrope over Niagara Falls, like. Hey buddy, how did you figure out that your your feet could carry you uh, over Niagara Falls? The Willendas or whatever they're called. Yeah, it was like yeah. kind of the same thing when I was watching her YouTube video, like
5: That's a family thing for them though, right? It I mean, might yeah, be I a family thing for pole, family, pole assassin. Yeah. Did someone in her family grow up doing this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean her mom might be pole killer. From generation. And her
4: sister to might generation. and her her sister might yeah, be pole me. um um samurai. Well, I will say with the Walendas <laughs> And then know. then the brother might be pole. Pole ninja, yeah. I mean, guys can get on poles too, right? I, I guess. Might be oh, pole ninja. God, you, know. Mean, you know,
6: the the pole family. Keep the stall locked. Uh, all right, now what else we got, Lee? <laughs> Somebody else who made out big this weekend, you guys. Uh, New Jersey better in Atlantic City actually put down a thousand dollar wager on Mike White to have the most passing yards in Week Eight, and he oh, ended up wow. putting up four hundred five against the him. Bengals. He could have sold this this bet. Uh, for seventy thousand dollars, but it ended up paying out. It's one hundred twenty-five to one odds. Got one hundred twenty-five G's for that bet, you guys. Holy all right. So molly. after
3: taxes, uh, Brady, you're, you're better at math than everybody else. So we'll just cut taxes, it in half. All right, just, just cut it in, in half. half. It's right, not one uh, well,
4: seventy-five. No, one twenty-five. One twenty-five isn't getting cut in half,
5: is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So he's gonna walk with. A I C- thought it I mean, you're, it. you're you're assuming like once you get over that threshold, he he makes obviously a little more income than that. This isn't his only income he's making.
4: But so, doesn't doesn't he have to be in like that three and a quarter range for it to be that forty five percent close to half? See, well, I, I was, again, it,
5: where, where does he live?
4: Yeah, I don't know. he lives New in New Jersey.
5: So Jersey got state got income, tough. state and local is like thirteen percent. Yeah. So you got to put that on top of the federal. Trust well. me, it's it's about oh, half goes to Uncle geez, Sam.
3: That's sad. Hey, who cares? I'll take sixty two k. Give me sixty two k on Mike White. Come on now. <laughs>